0: Well, let me. Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. I'm so sorry. I was I was late this morning, so it's the first time I'm late in, in church. <laughs> so, thank thankly to God for your for your grace this morning. Well, my name is uh, Ed Krau, and uh, for me it's a privilege to be to be here this morning, standing here. And as Bill said, we are going to look into Psalm 19 this morning. And my theme is, God revealed himself so we can worship him. God revealed himself so we can worship him. But before I continue, I want to share with you a little bit of my story before I became born again before I became born again. So, on an afternoon, I was was driving home after a hard work day, and I was thinking about my life. I had everything. I had a good job, a car, I had money, I was partying, having fun, buying new, expensive clothes, So, I was able to do whatever I wanted. However, I didn't feel that I was valued. I wanted to belong. I didn't have my own identity. For that reason, I started to following a famous pop singer by the name of Michael Jackson. (laughs) You guys know Michael Jackson? And it was in the year 90s, so he became my idol, I'm telling you. I had long hairs, curly hairs with my my earrings, you know, that's how I was. And I bought all his albums, (laughs) and I was trying to dance like him. But somehow, on that day, (laughs) I felt a vacuum inside. And I asked myself, is this the life I have to live? I raised my eyes to the heaven for a few seconds, because I was driving. And then, I stopped. I pulled over to take my time to observe the sky. The sky was blue. I saw the white clouds and the brightness of the sun. And I said, this is is beautiful. I like it. And right away, a question popped up into my mind. Who made all this? Who created the nice blue sky? As I was driving off, I didn't have the answer. But the question remained, who made the sky? How can it be there so vast and impressive? Where did it come from? And I didn't have the answer for a long time. I will tell you more during the sermon. Would you bow and pray with me? Father God, thank you for this this special day. Thank you that you have created this day. And thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us this morning. Give us the strength and the grace And show us your love and be with us, heal us. Strengthen us so we can go and face the weak with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the psalm we are um, going to see this morning is Psalm 19. Um, The complete collection of uh, the 150 psalms are divided in five books into five books. So Psalm 19 is the book one, which has 41 books. So David is the author of this psalm. David was the, the second king of, of Israel, and <clears throat> he wrote most of the psalms. Okay, and there are... Different, also different genres in the psalm. So you have lament, you have the, the, the genre of, uh, of trust, of royal, and thanksgiving, and also the genre of hymn. So the genre of this psalm, Psalm 19, is the genre of wisdom. The genre of wisdom. Wisdom is the quality of discerning what is true, what is ethically correct, and what should be done in different situations. So open your Bible with me on Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Need to breathe a little bit. The dance. (laughs) It makes me tired. Anyway, this Psalm, Psalm 19, is divided in, in three parts, right? So the first part of the psalm is God revealing Himself in the nature for everybody to see. The second part is God revealing Himself in the law, which is the Word of God. And the third part is the response on, of David and all of us when we see God revealing Himself. The fact that the God reveals himself we call revelation. It is God deliberate disclosure to man of true knowledge of himself and his purpose and actions on behalf of us. On behalf of us. Let's go into the scripture. Let's read verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaim his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Um, those voice is not heard. Their voice goes through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heaven, and the circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. So that's the first part. So in in that, that first verse, we see that God, the heavens, Declare the glory of God. That means that God is making something unknown to us. God is announcing, announced something to us. God is letting us know something about Him. God wants us to know His glory. His glory is the sum of His perfections. What God made is perfect church and good. The second thing is that the sky, what the sky does. The sky gives evidence of the handiwork of God, which is God's accomplishment and also his labor. So God is saying, I did this. Do you see it? Do you accept that I made this, that this is my handiwork? Let's look at verse 2. Let's go to the passage again. Day day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. So, day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. So, it is something that flows day to day. And there are words to the end. Oh, sorry about that. Um, Day to day and night to night making known to us the knowledge of God. So this is something universally that we can see every day happen in our life. Verse 3, There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them He has said, Attend for the sun. So the heavens are speechless and soundless. But still we can see the glory and the beauty of the Lord speak to us without words. This message is coming from the Lord. This message go all over the earth. So everybody can see the way God speaks through, through us through His creation. And in the nature um, in, this, in this case. We see God speak in heaven in Chicago. The Mexicans see God speak in the heavens. People in South America see God speak into the heavens. In China, many people witnesses. They have seen God speak to the heaven. In the old earth, God speaks from the heaven. Can I have an Amen. <laughs> and David is saying, their voice go out, no words. And then he says, voice and words. And my, 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 what came to my mind when I was reading this was sign language. I was, we were um, members in Moody Church for many, many years. So in the front, you will see every week a man or a woman standing before the people who are deaf and making sign language. For example, this is Lord. All right? So this is Christ. So the message that has been presented for many people who can hear, the deafs also get the same message, but with sign language. So it's telling them the message that is coming from the Lord. That's how God is communicated with the universe and letting them know that He is Speaking from the heavens, it's like a sign language. Verses four b, um, verses four um, b, and to verse six. Let's look at the scriptures again. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them, He has set a sun. Which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like strong men runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the one end of the heavens, and its circle to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. So God made the sun. We see the sun comes out every single day in obedience, claiming the heaven. So you will will know this right away. When it's dark, the sun will come, and it will be bright and shine, and it chases away the the, the darkness. So his brightness, nothing can stop the brightness and the heat of the sun. The sun has a different task. It rises, sunrise, and then he moves From one end to the other end of the heavens, sun set. This is how the sun is giving glory to the Lord. Now, do you know an African proverb? Are you familiar with an African proverb? It says, you wear your hat, but you keep searching for it. You wear your hat. It's on your head but you keep searching for it. We do not need to search for more evidence of God. It's right in front of us. We can see it. We can experience it. Don't make it complicated, church. Don't let anybody make you believe something different. By observing the nature, the heavens and the sun, David came to the conclusion of God's handiwork. He took time to observe. That doesn't doesn't go in one time. He took His time. He needed time. He passed on a moment in His life. God wants us to recognize His glory through the heaven so we don't have any excuse. Like Paul says in Romans one to 90-20, I will read it for you. How his eternal power and divine nature can be seen in the creation. So there is no excuse for any one of us in here sitting today. So stop looking for your head. It's right here. It's right there where you have it. God is right in front of us. He's right in front of you. God doesn't reveal himself only in the nature, but also in His words. I'm going to read the verses 7 to 10. And, and, and please, I want you to respond this morning with, with just an amen. It's the Word of God. Amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? There we go. Nice. So, verse 7 to verse 10. So, each, each of the verses that I, 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 I'm going to read, I want you to respond, Amen, as a congregation. Amen? amen. Woo! I love it. The law of the Lord is fer- perfect, reviving the soul. Amen. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. Amen. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Amen. I know that you guys see it this morning. <laughs> Doesn't seem like. Give me a good amen. This is the word of God, guys. Come on, we can do better than that. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlighten the eyes. Amen. Amen. Woo! My goodness. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Amen. The rules of the Lord are true, and righteousness altogether. Amen. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and drippings of the honeycomb. Amen. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is a great reward. Amen. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your words. So the law is perfect. There isn't any error, any faults in the Lord. And it revived the souls. Many of us have that experience, guys. Church, we have that experience. That's why we are sitting here today. So people who read the Word of God will know the truth about God. The law of the Lord and the instruction of the Lord that the Lord gave us. to follow follow as followers of Jesus Christ. The Word of God is whole. It's the entire Bible. The law that David is talking about in this psalm is the moral law, which is the revealed will of God to human conduct, binding all men to the end of time. Amen, sister. So the law revived the soul. It it brings back to the original existence. It reborns. It renews us. The law is powerful. And then it says it makes the wise simple. So the testimony of the Lord makes simple people wise. That's why I'm wise. I'm wise in my decision. I'm not taking foolish decisions anymore in my life. I'm tired of them. So wise person, take the word of God, take the good counselors of God and put them into practice. Making the heart rejoice. So when we react to the command and allow the command of the Lord, joy will come. No more sadness. Joy will come. No more suffering. Joy will come. I can rejoice in the Lord. It enlightened the eyes. I remember I was in the darkness. I was deep, deep in the darkness. I was bound. And when I, when I received the word, when I read the word for the first time, it was like the sun came out for me. I was able to understand life. It changed my, my, my direction in life. Because now I'm see, Now I'm free. The Lord, the Lord, the law of the Lord did, did that for me. It was the Word of God that answered my question. Do you guys remember the question I have that remained for a long time in my story? When I became a believer, when I started going to church and read the Word of God, I came across and I had the answer that God created everything. God created the heavens. God created the earth. God created the sun, and I was happy. I was rejoicing. Because now I know the truth. I didn't know that. I became wise. Knowing the truth. The Bible uh, answered my question. The Word transformed me. I had joy from within. I didn't need to go to party anymore. Glory to God. Now I'm partying in Christ. Yeah. Now I'm partying in the church. Now I'm dancing for the Lord. The word filled the vacuum I had inside. You know where, 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 where the beer and the wine and the alcohol was taking place. The funny things was taking place. I got the right fit, Jesus, and my life was complete since then. I don't need alcohol. I don't need party party for just a moment, for just a second. I got the joy, 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 joy in my heart forever and ever because the things of God are forever and ever and ever. Not for a moment, the happiness of the world is for a moment, and I wasn't there. I know what it means to be there, and the Lord took me out because of His grace. I had an encounter with Him. One more thing, I got my own identity, so I went from M.G. to C.G or GC I don't know what you want from Michael Jackson to a follower of Jesus Christ he is my God he is my Savior he is my Lord I know who I am in Christ Jesus oh my goodness the Lord is so good I'm telling you we don't deserve any of this but thank you for, 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 for his grace. And that's what the law does in us when it, he comes, when we receive the law, when we accept it. And I think that's what happened with David in this moment. What does the word of God mean for you? Have you tried the law? Maybe, maybe you never read the Bible. I don't know. What does it mean for you? Well, let me tell you something very cool about the Bible. So a reporter from the Business Insider Insider, created a list of the most read books in the world based on the number of copies each sold um, over the last 50 years. The Bible won, won that with the whopping 3.9 billion copies sold over the last 50 years. Can I have an amendment in that? Isn't it amazing? The other book, like Harry Potter, I think was in the third place or something like that. And the Bible rate was like this. All the other book was like here. God's word is the ultimate, this is another, sorry, this is another African um, proverb. Do not look for another key when you have the master key. God's word is the ultimate key of truth. It offers wisdom and joy. It also confronts our sin. When we see how great and holy our God is, we, we realize we need to repent and live to please God. Church, we must study the Word of God. We need to take time to study the Word of God. And I want to encourage you today. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. God, has, God left us. We have, we have a precious book. Very valuable. But we need to take time to study the, the Word of God. That was David did. He, he took the time to study the Word of God. And you know how you can do this? You wake up in the morning or maybe in the evening is your, is your devotional. Maybe it's at night. You know, you take your, 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 your chair your office chair, and you go to your desk. You Go to your desk, and you sit. You open the Bible, and you pray and ask, Lord, please talk to me today. Lord, please encourage me today. Lord, show me your love, the grace that you have for me today. Lord, enlighten me with your truth today. Lord, tell me your testimony. And you will read and you will study. The word, the law of the God is, of, is perfect. Oh, I didn't know that. Really, Ed? Yes, it is. The rules of the Lord are right. Oh, my goodness. I am missing with some rules here. I, I need to repent. Oh, oh, my The fear of the Lord is clean. What does that mean? And you will go and do a word research. What's the definition of fear in the Bible? And you will, oh, that's fear. Oh, fears mean respect for the Lord. Oh, I didn't know that. I need to respect the Lord. Guys, that's how we need to study the Word of God. Every single day, I want to encourage myself to do that too. The Word of God transforms us when we are willing to accept it. Something will change in our inner inner being when we receive the Word of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Let's look at verse 10 for a moment. Verse 10 and 11. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey. And drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is a great reward. So, a couple of things that the Lord does. Let us look at verse, verse ten again. Let's pay attention. Then David says here that he, um, the desire of the word, that, that, that he, sorry, that he desire the word more than gold. So his, his desire changed. And not, not, not just gold, but the fine gold. I, I'm not a jewelry, so I, I don't know how a fine gold looks like. But I, I, I think that it, it is something valuable. I assume so. I think so. So David's desires uh, changed here. He puts the word of God first above all all those material uh, 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 things. David allowed God to transform his his mind or his lust. And we also need to allow God to transform us as Romans 12:2 says. The word became more sweeter than honey. So David was. Convicted by the law. He's saying this is this is all I wanted. The word of God is sweeter. Man, the word of God is sweeter than the wine and the beer that I was drinking in the past. And all the word of God took all those tastes away from my mouth. And I don't need them. In the past I needed them, but the word of God became sweeter. The desire of God became more and more and more unto in my life. That's what the Word of God did. That's what happened with David here as well. The law, the law warned us. It says, moreover, by them is your servant warned. and keeping them, there is a great reward. It warns us that God exists and that He is the creator of everything. It wants us not to worship the creation, but worship Jesus through whom everything was created. It warns us from evil things, how to obey and trust God and how to love Jesus. It wants us to stay away from sin and receive all God's rewards, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus. But there is a problem with us as believers. Some of us, we have a hard time to follow the instructions of the Lord. Some of us have our own belief, our our own way, and we want to do our own thing. Even though we know that the Word of God is true, good for our souls, Perfect, reviving, enlightening. We don't take it. And I'm talking with with people who are coming here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. For some of us, um, some of us are just a little bit disobedient and and prideful, thinking that we have this. You say, Lord, you know, God, I I have this. I have this, Lord, uh, you know. I'm good, God. We think we have it under control. A number of us are blinded. Blinded by, by Satan. Like Paul says in 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 4. We don't see the glory of God. We don't glorify Him because we, we, we are not just seeing it. Friends, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. He is the one who died for our sins. He took our sins away at the at the cross. His blood with his blood while we were still sinners. Jesus did that. He showed us his love. He became the way, the truth and the life. Because he rose from the dead, he is alive. Jesus himself he came to fulfill the law. He said, I, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, according to Matthew 5.17. Jesus came to accomplish with the Word of God. Jesus was always willing to do the will of His Father. Jesus humbled Himself and became a servant. He was obedient to the Word of Still death and even death of the cross. Christ is everything, church. Christ holds the, the, the. When you go out after the service today, look up the heaven, Christ is the one that holding everything together. He's doing that. When we obey the word of God, we show fear, which is respect. And love for the lawgiver, who is God the Father. Jesus says, as you love me, obey my command. The word transformed our desire, warned us, and the word of God also convinces us of our sins. Verse 12. Let's look at the scriptures again. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servants also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. People who acknowledge the immense glory of God in the nature and his word should give God reverence in prayer. For who he is, each individual Each of us who accept God's special revelation will fall into worship and pray for forgiveness and deliverance. The Word of God is pure. It shows us how impure or sinful we are. And I like how David asked the question in verse 12. Who can discern his errors? I cannot. I couldn't. I wasn't able to. Being in that darkness. That when I received the, 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 the law, the word of God, when I was in church, I could have tell of my sins, my errors, my faults. And I'm still a sinner, guys. I'm not, a, I'm not holy. And we all are. That's why we are here. Right? I'm feeling like I'm alone here but I know that you guys are with me. So we need to ask God for forgiveness of our sins. When we, when we see our sins, how many of us has a mirror at home? Oh, how, how many people doesn't have a mirror at all? <laughs> Raise your hands. I have a mirror, and sometimes my wife and I will, 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 will fight for the mirror. <laughs> so while, while we look in the mirror because we want to make sure that that, you know, that our face is clean, that everything is fine, that we, we comb our hair and stuff like that, right? So, when we go to the Word of God, it's like a mirror. The, the, the Word of God shows us our faults and our errors that need to be corrected by Jesus. David become guilty before God. Do you feel guilty when God shows you your sins through Scripture? David felt, David felt this too. That's why he said, declare me innocent. He wanted to be guiltless before God. Look at this attitude in verse 13. I like it. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sin. Oh my goodness. David is asking the Lord here in prayer to to be kept from arrogance and prideful sin. Pride is contrary to the fear of the Lord. The arrogant person Will not be innocent and neither blameless, but will receive punishment from the Lord. So we we, we don't need to resist God. And then he says in verse 13 B then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. My goodness, this is huge. Who can discern his error? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumption sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless. Then I shall be blameless. So if the, if the sin, if the arrogance, if the proud still have dominion over us, we have a problem before the Lord. The word blameless means also to be complete. The word innocence means also be without guilt. So if those sins are controlling our lives, our lives won't won't be complete. And we will be guilty before the Lord. David is saying, don't let the arrogance control me, Lord. Please! Because he understood the nature. He understood the word of God. And he was convinced. David felt guilty before the Lord. He confessed his sin. He prayed unto God for for arrogance not to have a grip over him. And to be innocent, blameless. He he fell deep into worship. And he said in verse 14. Can you read read, read it with me? Can we read it together, actually? Would you mind? One, two, three. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my rock, my redeemer. And this is something that we can, we can, we can go and put it into practice. Lord, help me so that every word that comes out of my mouth, my thoughts, and the reflection of my heart will be pleasing to you. Lord, keep my mouth, my mind, and my heart because I want to live as a living sacrifice for you. This is what what David is asking the Lord graciously. Lord, give me grace. Lord help me to, to walk as a living sacrifice for you. Romans 12:2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your rational worship. Jesus was walking like this. Jesus was blameless, innocent. Nobody couldn't say anything bad about our Savior. Do you guys think we can walk like that? We can do that. If we, listen, if we sin, we can go to God and ask Him for forgiveness, and He will forgive us. But we need to take a decision in our heart. I want to live as a living sacrifice for the Lord. Lord help me I cannot do this by my own And then he finished My rock meaning my protector and my redeemer You bought me with a price I'm yours Lord I'm yours So David looked in the heavens He observed he studied the word He felt guilty he confesses sin unto God. He pray for the sins, for the pride, arrogance, doesn't have control over his life. He said, Lord, I want you to control my life. You know what else David saw? David saw how the heavens and the sky was proclaiming and glorified God. And David said, I want to be the same. Because I'm, I'm, your, I'm your creator too, Lord. I want to be obedient. The sun is obedient, the, the, the sky is obedient to the Lord. Every day they are there, they are doing, they are doing what God was creating them to do. And David, David got that. Let me let me. Finish with with, with my a story, with my story. Last year I had cancer, and uh, it was it was a tough season. At the same time, it was a good purpose. I slowed down a lot. I decided that I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to rush my life. I decided that I want to be a peacemaker wherever I am. At home, in ministry. And I remember one day on the dinner table, I was talking with my family. I told my family, let's enjoy one another while we are still alive. Let's respect one another in this house. Stop calling one another names in this house. Let's love one another. Let's let's glorify Jesus with our life as a family, as a marriage couple. Because I realized one thing I don't know how long I'm going to live. Maybe it's ten more years. I don't know. Five more years, fifteen. I don't know. But the time I have left is to serve the Lord. I don't want to waste my time. I'm done. I'm done with the worldly things. <laughs> I know better. I got wise advice, and I I, I cannot. Do, I don't have a choice. Actually, that's me. Okay. I do not have a choice. I know Jesus. I know what he did for me. I cannot hide from him. And I choose to lay down my life completely to Jesus after cancer. And that's what I want to do the rest of my life, to serve him till he is back. God bless you.